March indeed entered like a lion. Sharp fangs of jagged ice are bared, menacing overhead from the gutters of rooftops. Slashing claws of swirling wind cut through clothing to the skin like razors. The fetid breath of drifting snowflakes chills as if to sear the lungs with each intake of air. The numbing cold of these remaining days until spring pounces without warning from the dreaded morning darkness to gnaw the tips of fingers of toes of any patch of flesh exposed to vicious attack as the sun slowly rises. But rise it does and warms the day and promise of warmer days yet to come. Caps and scarves are shed to the tune of zippers chattering teeth pulled down to cool the body's heat as the day's temperature slowly climbs. It's getting warmer. The lion of winter becomes gentle. Its fangs and claws and muscles taught to pounce soften, no longer bristling with biting cold, to become like the warm woolen fleece of a lamb. You can't help but smile and in the hope of a future bright with weeks of sunshine, it's hard not to look back upon these winters past and be reminded of days and hours and moments spent you hoped would last and last. Now that winter's almost over, It's a good opportunity to take a quick look back and remind ourselves that despite all the cold weather, there were many times of great joy. Hopefully you got a chance to get out to ski or to ice climb or to skate or maybe make angels in the snow. By far, one of the coolest moments I had this winter was the better part of a morning I spent riding through the woods of the Upper Peninsula of Michigan on a dog sled. You know, I'm not sure what I expected, but I can tell you that it was nothing like anything I could have imagined. It was one of those days in winter when the overcast sky ironically blocks out the sun's rays but still traps in the ambient heat of the air. There is no wind, so the temperature was a pure 20 degrees. Everything, the sky, the leafless trees, the ground packed in ice and snow seemed cast in this monochromatic shade of black, gray, and white. Almost every aspect of the landscape was utterly still. But piercing silence came the sound of barking dogs. Not the least bit disturbing, the noise the dogs made seemed a natural part of this particular environment, like a pack of wolves answering the call of the wild. So what makes for a good dog? You need different, kind of like a football team, you need different kinds of dogs. Um, you want a lead dog, somebody that's got a head on them, to, like a point guard or something, or a quarterback to call the shots out there and make the turns hold the team out but you need some big stupid guys too are nice <laughs> just want to pull you in deep snow and no matter what just keep pulling kind of like offensive linemen or something each of the dogs barked and yipped and yelped their excitement because as i came to discover pulling a sled in flashes of fangs claws and muscle along these frozen trails is exactly what they were born to do I would find that riding a dog sled is as thrilling and natural an experience as you can have. I'm James Mills, and you're listening to The Joy Trip Project. Okay. Todd Spranger is a dog musher who lives in Trinary, a small village near the UP iron mining town of Munising. On this gray winter's day, Todd and his 13-year-old son Tucker took me and about a dozen other journalists from around the country on a short ride through their world of dog sledding. 
Ready, Tucker? Eight dogs bark excitedly, ready to head out on the trail. I sit in the sled with Todd standing behind me, his feet on the runners. He gives no command, at least none that I can hear. He just pulls out from the snow a heavy iron claw that anchors the pulling dogs, and we're off. Go, Didi! One of the very first things I notice, the minute the dogs are on the run, they stop barking. It gets a lot quieter once you take off. Wow, it's amazing. It's really smooth. Yeah. So what do you love most about this, Todd? Right now, at this point in my life, the thing I love most about it is doing it with my son. Showing him all the stuff, seeing him grow, get confidence doing all this, and seeing him enjoy it. But I love being out with the dogs, running through the woods this way, training them. I love taking care of them. So what's your day job? I'm a pastor. So I was working Sunday. So I come out here and play with you guys today. Come on, Storm, keep going. That one with the broken neckline there, he's in back, the blonde one. His neckline came off, that's why he's running off to the side and kind of looking funny there. He's uh, 10 months old and he's trying to decide if he can really be a sled dog. <laughs> he's not too sure if he likes pulling or not. So when does a dog know that they're a sled dog? Well, he's 10 months old, so I'm still hoping that he's going to develop. And they're, they're like a bird dog is bred to point out birds and retrievers retrieve stuff. These guys, it's bred into their genetics to pull things. And uh, you hook them up, you don't make them go, they want to go. If you have to try to make them go, it's, you know, you need to find another home for it or keep it as your pet, put it in the house. We hooked up these pups when they were about six months old, seven months old to a four-wheeler and we'd do the fall training it's called, just run through the woods hooked to a four-wheeler. They figured out how to pull in the first 200 yards. What it was all about, how to throw their weight into it and just head up the trail. Is there anything in particular that you've learned personally, either in your faith or you know, just as an individual in dog sledding? Uh, one thing you learn, and one thing I really like seeing in my son develop is you can get in some, you're out here, you can be 10, 20 miles out in the woods. In the wintertime, it can be 20 below. And you have to take care of yourself. You've got to know what you're doing, what, what happens if you make different moves, and what the consequences are if you mess up. But whatever situation you're in, it's up to you to get you out of it. There's nobody coming along to help you. And that's something my son has learned. He's always He's been doing this since he was nine years old. He's always had me out in front of him to back him up. But he knows he has to get himself out of those situations. And I think, you know, for a nine-year-old kid to learn that and still be doing that, at, I could send him out now, I don't, but I could send him out by himself with eight dogs. And I would trust fully that he can get himself out of any situation. And I think when he grows up 
and he's out there in the world, he's gonna, you know, it's just gonna benefit him that way. I can only imagine how an experience like this, shared between a parent and child, might bring them closer together. Through adventure and the care and training of these dogs, this father can teach his son the valuable lessons of life that will carry the boy well into the future to become a man. Through dog sledding, Todd demonstrates to Tucker, and for the moment to me, how one's character, one's intrinsic nature is manifest and revealed. You see that 10-month-old puppy up there running like that, leading this team? This is hard for a dog to do. A lot of dogs won't ever do that, run lead. There's pressure because you, they got their whole package chasing them down. And a lot of dogs, we tried hooking up our golden retriever to do this one time just in the team. Totally freaked out, backed up out of his harness and ran away. Didn't want any part of it. Too much pressure. The team of dogs is wonderful to watch. Striding, pulling effortlessly over this icy trail, it's hard not to see how beautifully and how naturally they run. But that's a real joy to raise them as pups and see him doing this. As a man of faith, a pastor who guides the sacred beliefs of a small congregation, Todd seems to see something more as we glide along. This dog sled, his team of faithful companions, this still and peaceful place, affirms his conviction that the world he lives in is guided by divine order. The other thing I like too, God made all of this. Uh, the woods, the trees, I was out last week, came across the lake. There was eight trumpeter swans out there floating on the lake, rimmed with pine trees and the snow. It was beautiful. I just praise God for all that he did, all that he made. And be out here with these dogs and to be able to do this, you know, it's awesome. And I thank God for it. I believe we can all be thankful. We live in a world of vast and unparalleled beauty full of unique experiences and great adventure. All our planet asks of us is to protect it and preserve wild and scenic places like this for future generations. For the Joy Trip Project, this is James Mills. Come on, guys. The Joy Trip Project is a production of the Outdoor Professional Incorporated, James Mills producer. Our music this week was provided by the Conductive Alliance. Find a link to their website on ours at joytripproject.com. This edition was brought to you thanks to the generous support of Travel Michigan, who provided transportation and lodging assistance to make this Joy Trip possible. Learn more about other travel opportunities throughout the Mitten State at michigan.org. Thanks so much for listening. Please keep those emails and comments posted to our website coming. Write to info at joytripproject.com. We want to hear from you. Contributions of your ideas to the production of this podcast keep us moving forward, so please share. Give us your thoughts and suggestions, and while you're at it, find us on Facebook. Join our fan page, and most of all, tell your friends. And coming up... Most people that go to the Grand Canyon don't get to go from Lee's Ferry to Diamond Creek get to go in and feel the rapids. Um, they, they see the south rim, they look at it from above and, and look into it, but uh, only a few lucky souls get to go and do it. With this film, you're gonna be able to feel like you're there, you're gonna be able to fall in love with um, that part of our planet um, that's really taking it on the chin right now.
when it comes to uh, global climate change. Film producer Sean McGillivray shares a bit of insight behind the message and the vision of the new IMAX 3D movie, Grand Canyon Adventure, River at Risk, next time on The Joy Trip Project.